0: Are back at the Alex Jones Show. I'm Jason Burmes filling in until Thursday as Alex brings you live coverage from the Democratic National Convention. And they're not broadcasting right this second, but they will be. They're on their way to the detention centers built for this event. But as promised, we have Alan Watt of CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com. Uh, very educated, not only on the New World Order, but the esoteric symbols that we see in all of our lives. Uh, thanks for joining us, Alan. It's a pleasure to be here. Alan, you know, just to kick it off, I kind of wanted to get your take on the Olympics. You know, I watched uh, a lot of the opening ceremony. I saw how they blurred reality by putting in fake fireworks. Obviously, they faked the little girl's voice. But they made the image of God walking into uh, the, the arena, basically. They were putting off these fake fireworks with footprints. And then when uh, it arrived, obviously, there were these huge explosions. But then it goes right into a Chinese sundial. And, uh, you know, obviously all, everything was in Chinese, so I couldn't tell whether it was zodiac symbols or whatever. But I found it very interesting and almost like the uh, 36 Olympics in Berlin when it was just such an obvious occultic ritual.
1: Yeah. Well, it's, it's always occultic rituals uh, that they show us, and uh, even the symbol that the, the Chinese gave us for, their, for this Olympic Games, it looks kind of like a man, but it's actually a Chinese letter. Which stands for the power, uh, the sexual power of the male, basically. But the one difference in it is that they cut off the penis, which was quite interesting in that in itself. So they believe that the the power comes from the kidney, even through, even for sexual potency, but they cut the penis of the man off, which is quite a a telling statement.
0: Yeah, is that for their hermaphroditic androgynous symbolism?
1: It's partly that, and there's no doubt about it. I mean, China. Uh, every statistic they give you shows you that, that there's going to be 70% more males than females shortly uh, because they're, they're doing away at birth with uh, the female species, and, um, and they're encouraging all kinds of alternate uh, sexual release. So it's quite interesting.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, on Friday I had somebody who was just so pro-China on, it was unbelievable. He was denying that they were... Uh, taking the dissidents organs and that you know china was this wonderland and you know all this all these things that were happening in the eastern world are good and of course he was pro-world government at the Mm -hmm. end but you know i am not pro-world government i see a huge problem over in china with 1.2 billion people and having the military as the police i mean there is no posi commentatus there uh you're guilty until proven innocent And although I've seen it geared towards a lot of Western things, you know, you've seen McDonald's, Coca Cola come in there in the last 30 years and kind of westernize it, you still have one child policies, and it's still acceptable, you know, that, you know, again, they're doing away with the female population. You want a boy, which just doesn't seem normal to me. Do you think that they're putting China out? Why do you think they're bringing China out on the world stage in this level?
1: Because China, as the United Nations has stated already, because of its collectivist system, which is what the whole world is to become. China is the model state which we will all emulate. That's why the United Nations has stated that a few times.
0: And that seems to fit. I mean, it it is a total police state there, and there is the slightest veil of, you know, freedom under this dictatorship. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you know, again, our, our laws and our Constitution and our Bill of Rights have been eviscerated so much that they become more and more like China's policies every day. And I do see us gearing... You know, kind of coming towards one another. They get westernized. We take, you know, easternization, at least in our police measures, measures, our military measures. And that's very, very scary to me that now, you know, in front of the whole world, China has been, like, shown as this total superpower. Do you think there's going to be a military conflict with them to bring in this one world order? Obviously, we've just had this situation over in Georgia, South Ossetia, and Russia, which we'll get into later. But is this the next big event? Are we going to try to challenge Red China?
1: I don't think so. Um, To be honest with you, we created, the West created uh, Red China. Uh, We funded them into existence. Uh, Bertrand Russell was sent over the 1920s to introduce communistic ideas in the universities, and he wrote about that and stated that in those words Mm -hmm. in his own memoirs. Um, He was one of many who was sent over. And then we found in the 70s and 80s, with the 80s and 90s, you had the GATT treaties and so on, which allowed uh, Western corporations, factories to be shipped over wholesale to China to set up China as the manufacturer for the whole planet. So we funded China into existence. We, we, We don't have nations. We have a facade of nations. But everyone at the top of all the countries for a long time now, these dynasties, these family dynasties, have been international and we have sewn up the world's economy into an international scale. So, so, so much like a web, you can't separate the countries anymore. Uh, you, you have a handful of people, maybe 20 or, or up to 200 families who invest every day in the stock market in the billions, and they can create or destroy countries overnight. Uh, so we're all tied together. We are interdependent financially. And so China is only part of this. If you go into the records of the Royal Institute for International Affairs and the Council on Foreign Relations, which is the same organization um, from the 1930s, they talked about building China up to be the superpower that would eventually take over towards the end of the millennium into the new millennium uh, the role of world police after the U.S. falters and is exhausted. And that's what we're seeing today. The U.S. is doing its final push um, it will falter financially and so on And sink back And China is to take over Arnold Toynbee that was the top um, internationalist For the Rhodes Scholarships Wrote about that again back in the 30s
0: And what you're talking about is actually very frightening Because there will be a total change in this country If we're driven into uh, you know, China's ways I mean let's look at a documentary I really enjoy Called Walmart, The High Cost, The Low Prices And I brought this up yesterday Now Sure, it's awful that the employees in the Canadian Walmarts and the American Walmarts, that they're paid you know, between 6 8 maybe $10 an hour. They don't get overtime. There's no benefits. That's awful, okay? But what's even worse are the Chinese slave shops where literal families spend nights in their Walmart dorms. They live in the factory. They're charged rent from the factory. And even if they decide not to live there, they still have to pay for that room. I think it's something like half the cost. I believe when I watched it back in 2005-2004, they were paying, they were being paid something like 35 cents an hour, and the rent on their room was like $171 a month. And yeah. if they didn't want it, it was still 70 I mean, those type of slave labor conditions, and they bring you inside the factory, are unimaginable in this mm-hmm. country at this point. But really yeah. not that far in the future, is it?
1: It's not far, and here's how it works. You see, 100 odd years ago, 150 years ago, when they set up the big foundations... Uh, that was to take over this new role of, of what they call governance, global governance. Um, they said that the duty, and this is in the royal uh, inter, or the, the um, council on foreign relations' own um, mandate, they say that they're creating a world state where everyone will serve the state. Now, when you look at the communist system, it would, it would be under the same facade, as everyone worked for the state. Now, in the Western idea. We, as camouflaged. you have the big international corporations, the Walmarts and so on, and technically they're producing, or they're, they're the, they're, they give out all the stuff that we need. So technically they're part of the big factory system, and we will all eventually serve the state, and all these big corporations technically are are, are getting put over on us as being our benefactors. They're part of our system, our global system. We need them. Therefore, we will serve them. And therefore, we've all be reduced down to the common denominator as working for the state, and those corporations will come under that, that facade. Under the communist system, technically, again, it's all technically, or appearance-wise, everything was owned by the state, the means of production and the outlets. And the Western system is camouflaged the outlets, and the means of production are in the hands of the, a, a few families, basically. And we've all deserved that system. The Council or the Club of Rome stated that they looked at all the different systems the world had and the one that was most efficient for their their needs, for their use, in their view, was collectivism. And that falls right in with the Cecil Rhodes Foundation, which created the Royal Institute of International Affairs and the Council on Foreign Relations, where everyone would live in a collectivist society with a ruling class of elite intellectuals at the top, an aristocracy, and the masses would be run on a communistic-type system, and their one duty would be to serve this, the world state. That's what we're seeing, and all of the means of production and the outlets for production are inter- in international hands, a few hands. They're all part of this collectivist system. Uh, that's, what, that's why we're getting reduced with our wages and so on, down to the lowest cost.
0: And I also want to point out that our economy is being gutted here, and a lot of the money that we're borrowing from, uh, the majority of the money, in fact, is from the Chinese. So if if they call in their debt, Uh I mean, God knows what happened. Again, you know, I I want to warn people that our economy is about to falter. All these military conflicts are just helping it. And, I I mean, when do you see this happening? Obviously, the United States seems to be trying to prolong their power by uh, having Georgia invade South Ossetia with NATO forces you know, surrounding Russia, trying to coax Russia into a large-scale attack. They've already fooled most of this country into believing the bear is back and that they you know, attacked with no reason on South Ossetia when we know very, very different. Is, is this what they're trying to do? Are they trying to bring in a military conflict to bring, it, bring in the end of the United States, or do you think that they're just going to drop the economy all at once?
1: Well, they, they, again, they did. You know, through the big think tanks. And the top think tanks for uh, planning future strategy to attain this world system is the Club of Rome and and their book, uh, The First Global Revolution, uh, uh, written by the two founders, who are completely interlaced with all the other big foundations, by the way. They all work together. But the Club of Rome stated uh, that um, they'd have to create a war situation, a, a prolonged war situation because they could ramp their agenda through under the guise of war because the public go along with it. We take rationing, we take uh, ID cards, we take uh, limited travel, all the things that come, come from war. And that's why uh, after 9-11 it was stated this is going to be a hundred years' war. It's to change all of society, like Carl Quigley said. That's what war's main function is, is to to change uh, culture and society because government departments can multiply um, like cancers and take over all the functions that the citizens normally do themselves. They take the power from the citizen under war. And this is a war to change the entire planet. It's not just the U.S. The U.S. has its role in it. Its role is to bring it in. And once it's it's exhausted itself financially and through manpower and so on, it's to submerge, and then China is to take over. It's so amazing to to realize that China was a main enemy. Communism, supposedly, was the antithesis of capitalism. That's what the public were taught. It's not true, because capitalism created communism. They funded it from its inception. uh, what they really wanted the elite wanted and the aristocracy wanted was a manageable society where there was no individuality so individuality is destroyed under communist systems and they wanted to bring the same system to the west and manage the whole planet that in that way it've been very successful individuality is frowned upon today in fact you're down as a potential terrorist if you're an individual and uh, they're teaching collectivism in the schools and uh, already so that this generation growing up in the school system will merge easily with the communist type system of of china and uh, the old soviet
0: type union well let me uh, give an example of that actually Uh, again with the olympics i downloaded because i missed it of the australian feed of the olympics and it opens up with a young uh, chinese boy talking about you know one world and then Mm -hmm. an australian girl coming on and saying one world together and then they're both on screen together and they're hugging and embracing, and, you know, we can make this one world. It's much like Obama goes all the way to Berlin to give his New World Order speech where he talks about global citizenship and Mm -hmm. the fact that we will be uh, required to do more, not less, in the future as a global citizen. Do you realize that, folks? There are a lot of people out there, I used to be one of them, who worked 60-plus hours a week. How much more do they expect?
2: Mm -hmm.
1: What they mean by that is your life is dedicated to serving the world state. That's what they mean by that. That's put implicitly in the the mandate for the Council on Foreign Relations and the Royal Institute for International Affairs. Every citizen, in fact, you won't get born unless they have a duty for you to fulfill. That's also in their mandate. It's it's a controlled society. It's global family planning on a large scale, and it's been taught. It has been, been taught in the school for the last 15, 20 years. Now it's on a roll really indoctrinating that the ones even in kindergarten for the world they're going to grow up into. So this is a, a scientific indoctrination planned for the next uh, 20, 30, 40, 50 years.
0: I couldn't agree with you more. And really it is quite frightening. A lot of the people that I uh, went to high school and college with did end up becoming teachers in middle and grade school. And, uh, you know, they just tell me these horror stories. My one friend Matt was like, you know, he walked in one day and they literally had... DNA swab kits for his kids. No uh, permission slips. No one told the parents. And he was expected to administer these to the children. He said, look, I'm not giving these to my kids until I see a permission slip, and I know that all the parents were called. This is insane. Uh, You know, another example of, you know, the surveillance society that we live in is uh, my friend Amy. She was teaching a fifth grade class, and she also happened to be coaching softball. She'd often go to her classroom after school to change and she was in there with her mother and uh... her sister her mom was the school nurse and they were cleaning up and they noticed in the center column usually where uh, the outlets are plugged in there was a dummy spot and in the dummy spot was actually a hidden camera so she got worried Uh, she couldn't believe what she had seen she put a post-it over it and she went away It was on a friday she came back monday to school took the post it off and magically the camera was gone now she didn't want to be accused of paranoia so she went down to the superintendent's office and she said, look, uh, we saw a camera there, I put a post-it over it, my mother can verify it, and the guy's like, well, yeah, I kind of want to talk talk to you about that. Well, you know, the camera wasn't really on, and we had somebody stealing in that classroom uh, with the teacher who was there uh, last year, so it was just in place. But, of course, that doesn't make sense, because yeah. if the camera wasn't on, they wouldn't have been able to track and trace it and pull the camera. So, obviously, they were watching her.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah." Yeah, but we're turned into surveillance society, and and the message is loud and clear for those who don't quite get it. Uh, The elite claim that they own us. Now, lots of people in a socialized system are quite content being owned, as long as they can go and play. But the playing is going to stop one day, and they're all going to freak out, and that's why they are built up internal armies to take care of the fallout when it all uh, comes out and open. But um, that's what the statement is. You are owned. You have no rights. And the only way you can get them your rights is to, first of all, and I'd really like the people to try this, try and be really indignant. Once in a while, just start with being indignant when you've been frisked or told to bend over or have little Johnny give his fingerprints at school or whatever else it happens to be. Start with indignancy because your ancestors fought battle after battle after battle to have the right to be free so that they were not owned by the king. And yeah. here we are, right back in the same place, and the people don't recognize it because they can still go out and play at the moment.
0: Well, they're too busy sucking down Jenny Light, uh, getting home from work, watching their sports team, only to cuddle up at night and watch American Idol, which is just this total blasé mesmerization of the American populace. We're with Alan Watt of CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com. I'm Jason Bermas, in for Alex Jones.
1: will stand up at
0: the terror in each sip and in each sup. All right, folks, we're back. That's for the great Johnny to Cash to on the, the line, line right there.
2: Offered cup.
0: Got some good tunes that guy does. We're with Alan Watt of CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com. is live video feed is now up over at Infowars.com as they pass the DNC Detention Center. He's going to be joining us shortly, and we're going to be taking your calls in this last half an hour with Alan Watt. And Alan, you've dropped some serious names and organizations. Uh, one of them I wanted to talk about was Carol Quigley, who was kind of in on it. I mean, he was part of the elite crowd. They let him look at uh, their documents, Cecil Rhodes and the Roundtable Group. And he came out with a book called Tragedy and Hope, in which he described these guys as plans for world government. And he wasn't down with all the means, but he was down with the end. So he promoted it. And, of course, this guy was also, uh, you know, Clinton was his protege. And he talked about him in his inauguration speech and other speeches uh, about Carol Quigley. So of course Clinton is part of this group. Of course Bush is part of this group. But I kind of want you to touch on uh, the founding of the Council on Foreign Relations because of course you know Obama speaks at the CFR. His wife is a member of the CFR, and uh, they just picked good old boy Joe Biden, who is another CFR member, to run as the VP nominee.
1: Well, the CFR is just the wing of the foundation that Cecil Rhodes began. The Cecil Rhodes Foundation merged with the Milner Foundation and they created the Royal Institute for International Affairs. And in the 1920s, they opened their American branch. They couldn't call it the Royal Institute, so they called it the Council on Foreign Relations. It's one and the same thing. It's the same organization. And their goal from Cecil Rhodes and Milner through the Royal Institute of International Affairs has always been to create a, a world governmental system where the eugenical, uh, eugenic superiors would run the world, a scientific elite would help the aristocracy and run us all in a collectivist system. And they state right on their mandate that everyone will, everyone's duty will be to serve the world state. Serve the world state. That will be your purpose in life.
0: It's unbelievable, and we're seeing more and more in that technology uh, come out. And instead of being used to free us as human beings, it really is being used to enslave us as yeah. human beings. And, you know, some of these examples that I'd like to give out are these iPhones. All right, they track and trace you. AT&T was caught with the secret room. There's nothing we can do about it, apparently. Uh, national security is called. We uh, appeal that in a federal court and try to sue them. Uh, You know, not through federal court but through a regular court, and they throw it out as well. These guys are all protected under the National Security Act. It makes me sick. Meanwhile, uh, I'm not sure if you're aware of this guy named John Kanzius, but I've been playing it on the show every once in a while. There's this guy out in Erie, Pennsylvania, that not only cured his cancer with radio fields and uh, precious metals, basically injecting himself with uh, nanoparticles of gold and then running himself through these radio waves that kills the cancer, but he also found a way to make salt water burn. Now that's salt water, folks. Uh, listen, listen to me here. He literally has it burning at 1,500 degrees centigrade, and no one's talking about it. He fit his car, uh, you know, to run on four-fifths water. The the companies don't want you to know about this because they don't want you to be energy independent. In fe- instead, Alan, they want to make you feel guilty for your, quote-unquote, carbon footprint and get you to pay a tax. Isn't that correct?
1: Yeah, you're supposed to be interdependent. Independent is taboo. It's forbidden. Interdependence is, is the mandate for the world. Yeah.
0: All right, we're going to be taking calls on the other side. This is the Alex Jones Show. I am Jason Burmish.
2: Waging war on corruption. Alex Jones on the GCN Radio Network. Big Brother. Mainstream media. Government cover ups. You want answers? Well, so does he. He's Alex Jones on the GCN Radio Network. And now, live from Austin, Texas, Alex Jones.
0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. I am Jason Bermas, holding down the command center over in Austin. Now, right now, we've got Alan Wah on the line from CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com, and we've got a few callers, Roy, Scott, Jeff, and more, and we're going to go to them into the next segment, but right now we're going to cut for about two minutes to this live coverage of the DNC that you can only see at Infowars.com. All right, let's go there.
2: Just filing out of this particular Baptist church fans all day. They've also got things... Marked as food services, a lot of other things. See, that's that's one of the vehicles that's, that's been in there.
0: Unfortunately, now, folks, he's on a cell phone, so he may be breaking up ago, in and out.
2: A week and a half ago, the news media was able to just, local CBS and NBC, were able to just walk in here. But they've got it uh, locked off now. But we've had police just swarming us all over the place. Um, See, and, and this is strategically located with this railroad track, all these government buildings, all around it. But let me show you.
0: And, folks, there is a large train station. We're going to go back to Alex in a little while, but, again, I want to take this opportunity because I don't get to talk to Alan Watt much. This is my first interview with him, and I really became aware of your work, Alan. Um, I think it was winter of this year. Somebody passed along some of the cutting through the Matrix uh, MP3s and whatnot, and we were listening to him out in Naples, California. And you definitely have a unique perspective. You're well-spoken, and uh, you're a breath of fresh air, in my opinion, uh, in this movement, because you're not somebody who tears other people down. You really are just looking at this system of control and trying to expose others to it.
1: Yeah, it's so old. And Quigley himself, in his other big book, which is worth reading, it's called The Anglo American Establishment, uh, he, he claims that uh, this particular group that makes your policy, uh, the Council of Foreign Relations, has so many members in the U.S. government and outside of the U.S. government and all through the bureaucracies of Washington, D.C., they create the policy for the United States. And he he, he says they've been behind all major wars for the last couple of hundred years, this particular uh, group, Anglo-American group, they went through different um, societies into the Cecil Rhodes Group, into the Council on Foreign Relations, and it's the same bunch that were running this show. And their policy has always been to create a world governmental system which is efficient for them to rule over. And to do so, they must abolish, as I say, the main culprit, which is individuality, and make it a collectivist-type society. That has been also behind uh, the push for eugenics and for literally removing
2: certain genes.
1: Um, and,
0: All right, Alan, and, Alan i got to interrupt you. Just because Alex is talking to somebody on the video, let's cut to that really quick, John.
2: And, and, and we're live-streaming still. For the Excellent. Excellent. Bob Guys, are you there?
0: Yeah, we're here. What's up, Alex?
2: Okay, here comes a police van right here, mm-hmm. in there, inside the FEMA camp. Well, I hey, just saw- waved at
0: us. Yeah, I just saw you uh, talk to somebody in a van, correct?
2: Yes, yes, we just talked to, uh, because it's a giant, like, half-mile-long warehouse, and there's still some, <clears throat> that's how the media's gone in here. And uh, there we have one of the spooks just drive by, show great interest in us. We're going to go ahead and just go inside. Here we go, we're going into Mordor.
0: Excellent Alex And again you can watch this live video feed Over at Infowars.com If you can't get it to boot up You just have to do a little bit of refreshing And this is really going to be real guerrilla journalism uh, All week And then on Friday we're going to wrap up the highlights Uh, This is groundbreaking Alex I mean we continue to break new ground Every day in this Infowar
2: I just appreciate the great reporters you're engaged in. I'm sorry to the guests this week, but all week they're going to be preempted and moved around. I appreciate Alan Watt being on the show.
0: Absolutely. We'll be back with Alan Watt, callers, and Alex Jones. It is the Alex Jones Show, InfoWars.com.
2: Mainstream media. Government cover-ups. You want answers? Well, so does he. He's Alex Jones on the GCN Radio Network. And now, live from Austin, Texas, Alex Jones. All right,
0: folks, we are back at the Alex Jones Show. Alex is live from the DNC. We are with... Alan Watt of CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com. We're going to get back to Alan and your phone calls in just a moment. But we are going to go live to Alex, who HanJustin.tv. uh you go to Infowars.com. It's embedded there. You can see the police officers. He has just entered the facility in which they are detaining people unlawfully uh, for protesting. So let's go to that feed. You got me? We got gotcha.
2: you. Okay, Burmish, you just keep talking, filling in things when I'm not talking. Appreciate you and everybody else. We are about... 80 yards, 60 yards from one of the little private prisons And the police have taken an interest in us So we're going to walk up and talk to them right now Yeah, I saw uh, that Ladies and gentlemen
0: This is amazing okay. It's it's, it's, act, it's absolutely cutting-edge broadcast journalism We're watching it live on the air uh, Of course, Rob and Aaron sure. and Richard Reed are doing a great job Giving us all this info on video
2: Why would they keep this secret? Why would they just admit what they were doing? Why was this kept secret? Come on, guys
0: As they approach, I can tell you that there's two large uh, buses that look like they're there to detain people, and I guess those are the uh, vans that they're going to round people up to process them at this facility, correct? Well, you can't really At least they're
2: air-conditioned, the camp. It wasn't going to be air-conditioned before. They also removed the barbed wire and the sign that said electroshock. Once the public found out about this, they put air-conditioning in last week, removed the Campantino wire on top of the fences inside, and removed the signs that said electroshock devices in use. She's meant to terrify, terrorize
0: people when they came into the camp. Very interesting stuff, and he just showed you um, the, the separate air conditioning facilities. That they they look like they're mobile air conditioning facilities, as this is a mobile prison. Uh, remember, these are makeshift prisons to make sure Howdy, that dissent isn't out of control. Here we go.
2: How are you guys doing?
0: Alex is approaching the uh, police officers. Okay, sir. On I can her
2: over the generator? Yes, yeah, right here. What is that? We got
0: Officer about five Wooden? cops there. It? It's hard to see what's going on. Is it Denver
2: County or City Jail after? Yes, sir. Thank you. Why was this secret at first? Okay, thank you. Thank you, guys. Beautiful day, huh?
0: Oh, Alex and his charm.
2: Absolutely amazing. Thank you, officer. Can we have that number? Thank you. <laughs> it. And it looks focus. like
0: they have to leave. I know to everybody to on the
2: police state here, but look at how gorgeous the mountains are. Oh, I love on this camera. Just look <laughs> at those clouds. I wish I was up in those mountains hiking right now. Instead of doing this, I think it's probably just live. Yeah, overlooking the camp, or let me see. Overlooking the camp is some of the most beautiful scenery. The Rocky Mountains are off in the distance. And here you have all of this.
0: And you can take Alex's word for it. Let's uh, let's go back to Alan Watt, but yeah, it is gorgeous there. I've been out to Colorado. The scenery is amazing. Uh, Alex just talking to some of the police officers outside of this makeshift detention center, and Alan, they really drilled it up for this in the in the months coming. I mean, they literally had black helicopters flying around, they broke out the microwave weapons, they even pamphleted the city with wrapped up American flags with uh, orange uh, light sticks, and a little uh, propaganda card as well. So it, it's pretty outrageous the amount of preparation they've done for this event.
1: Yeah, it is too. It's also... A way of getting the public used to this mm-hmm. um, it, it, it's a psychic form of separating them from the people and putting a barrier between you psychologically subconsciously you, you start to accept that that's the natural order of things from now on and so the more that they do this the more we'll get used to it and accept um, that we're being ruled so it's all to do with making you accept that you're being ruled not really governed by elected people but ruled by people who are chosen by by an uh, an intellectual group above you. Uh, That is what they call the natural order. And it's true enough, they do give us the candidates to vote for. The candidates are always hand-picked, as Carol Quigley said, because they either belong to the Council on Foreign Relations, or they have been in it, or their wives are, and in fact I think even Obama's wife is is in the Council on Foreign Relations. So they're all connected to the same society.
0: Absolutely. It is total and complete acclimation of the population to be ruled by a global elite in the backdrop. I mean, we are just so brainwashed and mesmerized. Most people have no idea that there's even three branches of government, Alan. They couldn't they tell, you tell you that there's yeah. like, you know, supposed to be checks and balances. That's why we have the legislative, the executive branch. I, I mean, again, these, they're there for us, but we don't know how to use them. We don't know about the judicial branch in this country. People just are so far gone, they think that these people on the television are there to tell them how to live and what to do and fix their problems. They have no idea about this housing crisis. They don't know what they're going to do when their banks falter. I I mean, we are in some real trouble in this country as banks start to go under, as houses are foreclosed on, as people are no longer going to live in this cushy society, which they have in the last 20 years, which has really made them blind to all these problems.
1: Yes, and again, even the Council on Foreign Relations' own magazine, they put their own magazine out every month that gives you their long-term agenda. And I think 20-odd years ago, uh, they stated in one of them that, that, that the U.S. Constitution was such a nuisance, it was always in the way of this big plan, so they'd have to do an end run uh, around it. In other words, through tradition, through, through gradual acceptance, um, you won't need it anymore. And that's how you sort of gradually think about it in your mind if you thought about it at all. You don't really need it anymore. Things have changed. Well, it was the only protection that you had to keep your sovereignty. And the whole idea was to, to demolish sovereignty. And all of these characters that are presented for you to vote for are uh, complete globalists in, in their, their their makeup, their, their psychological makeup, and in their family traditions. They're interwoven internationally with their own investments, in fact, and uh, their own families are too. They're all internationalists. And Carl Quigley said it doesn't matter if there's Republican elite at the top or the ones in the, in the Democrats, he says, it says they're always picked by the Council and foreign relations and all you have to do is have your presidents and your advisors in the Council and foreign relations. The rest of the lesser politicians can have a form of competition between them, but it doesn't matter. The ones at the top always belong to the Council on Foreign Relations and the Trilateral Commission.
0: Absolutely. Let's cut back to Alex. He just showed a shot inside one of these makeshift prisons where they literally had the Statue of Liberty, another hermaphroditic Illuminati symbol, actually. But let's cut back to Alex right now. Uh,
2: Yelling, screaming, cussing. Uh, Fox News yesterday only went to the bad protests. Only went to one little group of young people going, F you, screw you, ah, you know, looking like total scum. Instead of all the women with baby strollers and the nice families, this is how they demonize anti-war folks. We're here at the DNC because the Democrats obviously were swept into office uh, almost two years ago uh, in the Congress, in the House and Senate. supposedly end the war. You got over 90% of Democrats wanting to end the war. About 65% of Republicans wanting to end the war. The vast majority of the American people, close to 80%. But it doesn't end. So that's why they're putting this police state into place because they know it's. All of these are used as drills, as training, they admit they are, to get them better and better at controlling populations. I am just so angry we didn't show up five minutes earlier because we showed up here and the microwave gun was being wheeled out, and I saw it. I saw it. It had the jack so they could jack it up. It had the control system. It's exactly what we saw in 60 minutes. Rob, come over here. Which one of you? I want to get get Rob on camera. Rob, tell folks what you saw. Did Did you get it on video? I got, see, like, it's on this camera. Yeah, I thought maybe, uh, as I turned the camera around, the car was moving. So yeah, they came out, we're going this way, like, we were going that way. So is the vehicle. So I might have caught, like, on the corner of the screen. Uh, maybe half the talking of it. But I did see it, like, by the time my brain registered, it's like, you, know, you gotta hold the camera. On. Yeah, I drove past it, man. got look at it. I got a good look at it.
0: Alright, let's, uh, let's let Alex go we'll go right back to him. Again, they're still right on the scene at that detention center. Uh, let's take some of your callers. Uh calls for Alan Watt right now. Let's go to Roy in Missouri. Roy, what's on your mind? Are you there, Roy? Um, all right, if Roy dropped, let's go to no. Scott. And, oh, you're there. okay. What's on your mind, Roy?
2: Hey, anyway, what i what I was uh, getting uh, was going to get out here was that it seems to me that uh, the resolution to our problems have already been clearly defined in seventeen seventy six. Um, Which is, in the Declaration of Independence, it says it's our duty to throw off this government.
0: Well, absolutely. I mean, that's why the Second Amendment's there, is that if this government ever gets out of control, the uh, people are there to overthrow it violently if necessary. I I mean, I I agree with you there. I mean, uh, absolutely. I just don't see people uh, attempting to do so, not even peacefully, because they're just not in tune with the issues, Roy.
2: I'm uh, curious about more than anything, maybe somebody can tell me, is that... Uh, to properly do this wouldn't we have to have like a uh, a representative from each state you know sign like a uh, a minorly uh, rewritten declaration of independence to be produced to uh, like congress
0: Uh, well let's ask Alan Watt Roy thanks for the call what do you think Alan
1: well it is true um, that's why you see that's why it has taken so long to brainwash the American public and to um, basically amnesia a state of am- amnesia. You must create amnesia in psychological warfare and lack of will as well. as another factor that comes into it. You do that by socialization and entertainment and keeping them busy with other things so they're not involved in their own um, self-determination. So that has been a long psychological war that's helped this to happen. It's only at the beginning, when you see it beginning to happen, that you can actually take um, it into your own hands and do something about it because you still have the will, you still have the memory of what you 're wanting to retain and why you fought in the first place to try and get those rights that 's gone with the general public And exactly. uh, no, Lincoln Lincoln did, did state though that any um, any one of the states and the, and, the, and, the, and so did uh, Franklin too wanted to withdraw from this confederation had the right to do so.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. Apathy has taken over in this country, and it is very, very unfortunate to do something. The people must have the will again. Infowars.com, PrisonPlanet.com. Alright folks, we're back again. It is the Alex Jones Show. I'm Jason Burmes filling in while he's down at the DNC detention camps right now. We've got Alan Watt of CunningThroughTheMatrix.com. We're taking your calls. And we're going live to Alex Jones right now. Let's see if Alex is on the line.
2: Alex, they are you with us? they it all off. They basically told us they're going to arrest us if we touch the touch the police line or get involved in it. Anyway. Let's go around the back and try to walk down there. I just want to thank the great team. I want to thank Bob up there at the office, one of my new IT guys. I want to thank the other people. I want to thank uh, Trey, Kincaid, our producer. I want to thank the GCN Radio Network, Jason Burmas, and all of you, the viewers out there, for making this trip possible. We left um, Saturday afternoon, drove in yesterday afternoon to Denver. We left Texas, went through New Mexico up here. And, again, this is where the shadow government's really based. Colorado is where the real government is sort of building the shadow government the underground cities the Adam and Eve facilities 1947 when the government went underground was completely handed over to the foreign private banks and now with Northcom designating the United States as a theater of operations we are literally living in a military coup, a military grid but it's high-tech they're federalizing your local police the feds paid for this secret prison they lied about it so it didn't exist Again, what are local police doing running secret prisons? What are they doing running secret facilities? Why did they why did they lie about that? Why All did right, they do let's that?
0: let's go back to Alan Walk because I want to get his take on these underground cities over in Denver, Colorado. For those that don't know, the Denver International Airport is just full of gargoyles, occultic paintings, uh, sickles, hammers all sorts of weird symbolism, and like Alex just said, you know, this seems to be the, the home of the shadow government, and the CIA, I think, is moving in uh, one of their bases there. It's going to be larger than the one in Virginia. So this is a hub for this uh, quote-unquote new world order, isn't it, Alan?
1: Uh, there's no doubt uh, they've been setting this up for a long time. Uh, that's part of this era we're going through. They envisaged this time would come, They'd have to push with with military might to take over the whole planet and every and the mind of every person as well. And so they knew they'd have to start building up internal police forces, really militaries, to deal with the fallout when the public start to have their toys and their goodies taken away from them, and their economy is gradually um, basically inflated out of sight They're told money is worth nothing. So they've been preparing for this for many, many, many years. And uh, they're preparing for their own continuity of government as well. They have bases for the United States, not only in in the U.S., they have ones in, one in Australia they've been building for 20 years for continuity of government in case they have to move to Australia. So th- this is an international elite, remember, and the world is their playground, and they rule over us, even when they keep us under the illusions occasionally, when it suits them that we're still in national sovereignties.
0: All right, let's take another caller. Let's... Uh... Let's go to Scott in Arizona. Scott, what's on your mind?
1: Hey, Jason, <clears throat> um, and, and I would uh, one of my questions that I have for is uh, 80% population reduction down to 500 million. Um, they've got to do this sometime soon. I don't think they're going to hold off for many years to make that to happen. The only way they can get this military, uh, where you can go, where they're going to surround us up
0: into camps, is they're going to have to unleash some kind. of... Bioterrorism on us, and a big grand scale or a regular war to get us into camps. There's no other way they're
2: going to be able to do it.
0: Well, you know, I've heard that you know they possibly may use Codex Elementarius, which is a food regulation, to just you know basically make the population so sick because they don't have the proper nutrients that they will die on their own. I thank you for the call. What's your take on that, Alan?
1: Well, people, see, people have already been dying on mass. It's not all together at the same time, but we've been dying, uh, uh, increasing in numbers. With, with pre-aging diseases for the last 30 years, and it's escalating. There's never been a time when there's so many tumors of all kinds hitting younger people, not just from the cell phones, but from other means as well. They've also denaturalized your food until there's hardly anything in it worth eating. And they just two days ago passed a law in the U.S. that they can out- irradiate your vegetables as well to make sure that there's nothing worth eating. And the only thing that's worth eating probably is the E. coli because it's only a source of protein left. So I'm not kidding you, they're, they're, they're basically making us so unhealthy and so unfit, which falls into the whole plan because we, we, are, we have poor nourishment, poor nutrients, like uh, Malthus said, the people can't think too swiftly, they're more obedient to do what they're told, they're always lethargic. That falls right in with the line again of um, what they want to do, plus their weakened immune systems make them wide open to die off from even simple uh, viruses or bacterium, which normally would not affect them.
0: Absolutely. Alan, you are just a great guest. We hope to have you on soon. I hope to have you on maybe again this week. It's Alan Watt, CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com.